Hello and welcome to the People Powered Green Left Podcast, where we give the voice to the 99% and not the big corporations. If you think this project is important, please consider becoming a supporter today. Now, on to our latest episode. Beruz Buchani speaking about Manus Prison Theory, uh, the roles of journalists, the horrors of refugee detention. That's what we're talking about today on the Green Left Show. I'd like to acknowledge that we're recording this show on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people. This always was, always will be Aboriginal land, and we pay respects to Elders past and present. Also at the beginning, I'd just like to say, if you like the work that we do, please become a supporter of Green Left. It makes a huge difference to our work. Plans start from just $5 a month, and it's the best way to receive the content that we produce and, and to support the project that, we, that, we're, uh, that we're working on. As I said, we're here today with um, refugee Beruz Buchani. Beruz is in Australia promoting his new book, uh, Freedom, Only Freedom. Um, and I, first of all, just want to congratulate you for setting foot on Australia, Australian soil, when Peter yeah, Dutton said, thou shalt not come here. Um, congratulations for the, for the tenacity to, to be here. Thank you. Hmm. Um, I guess, I, to begin with, I wanted to um, ask, I think there are, I mean, there are so many things in your book and there are, I think there are so many misconceptions that ordinary people in Australia have. I mean, a lot of us have been involved in the refugee rights campaign. We've, we've heard a lot of the stories, but I think a lot of ordinary people in Australia just don't understand the, the cruelty of, of the detention system. And also they don't understand how the detention of refugees, even if they're not personally detained, it still is bad for all of our rights. They're the things. They're some of the things I was thinking of. But I'm wondering, what do you feel like? What are the things that you want people to understand about Australia's refugee um, detention regime, and what what message do you want to present? Yeah, I think you know. Uh, for many years, um, I have been working to not just to report about what is happening inside the prison camp that people of Australia or anyone who follow this story to understand the soul of the system mm -hmm. and how is brutal, you know, understand that violence and also understand how system works because they put people through, a, uh, of course, we have physical torture as well sometimes but mostly is a kind of violence which damage people, uh, damage mentally. And uh, that is important, you know, that people understand that, understand how the system is brutal. Mm. So, and also understand the life inside the prison camp. You know, many people have been damaged you know, because of a long indefinite detention. When you are in an indefinite detention, uh, they use time to torture people. <clears throat> that that's so. In my works, I try to you know convey that. I try to write in a way that people understand that, not only reporting, and also generally about the whole policy what this policy, how this policy is cruel, how this policy is inhuman, and how this policy uh, damaged uh, not only refugees, but 
political culture in this country, how damaged the, uh, you know, we can't say international reputation, but, you know, damage the culture. Mm. And I know that many people in Australia who have been fighting with us for many years, they, they have been, you know, they went through, uh, you know, a struggle as well. Yes. So that's generally, I can't say about this work and, you know, what I have been doing. Um, one question I wanted to ask was about, I mean, you are a journalist. One of the things in the book was that you, it was said that you'd, it's difficult to be taken seriously as a journalist by Australian media. That's one question, if you could talk about that. But secondly, if you can talk about what are your thoughts about journalism and social change, the connection between journalism and social change? Yeah, you know, what, what I said, that was for a long time ago when I uh, just started to, uh, you know, communicate with journalists in Australia. And uh, always the media were treating me like that. And it took a long time, you know, it took years that I changed that. Uh, but I think generally that is a, like a, a colonialism image uh, and an approach by people in the West that they see others see people as an other, see people less, and especially refugees. So that, uh, and still I'm a str I struggle with that, you know, it, it's really difficult because always people judge you, you know, and on that time, so the journalists were definitely judging me, or they couldn't accept, the editors couldn't accept that I am able to write, you know, and that is um, very, uh, you know, unusual because, of course, I come from a country, <laughs> you know, we have media, we have, uh, so I come from a country with 85 million population. Yeah. So that, that image, I mean, uh, about refugees and you know, marginalized people always exist there. But uh, I don't care really because I I believed in what I am doing. I believed in the power of literature and words and writing and art. And that's why I think I changed that. Uh, but uh, journalism, I think, I have a paradoxical uh, feeling towards the journalism and especially mainstream media that how they are a part of system, you know, uh, how they, they follow the language which created by the government or power structure. So in my work, I always try to challenge that, always try to, you know, write in a way or create a language to represent us or represent the, the situation, the reality, and not following the language which exists now.
And what do you think about journalism? Some people say journalism is about objective reporting. Other people see journalism as a vehicle for social change. How, what, what, what are your views on that? Uh, you know, journalism, I think the problem with journalism is that they uh, rely on official sources. You know, especially when journalism is about uh, dictatorship system. You know, for example, journalism about Iran. You cannot rely on what the government said. You cannot rely on the, the official sources because they lie. They, you, you are facing a, a dictatorship system. But unfortunately, in the West, we see that when the media report about Iran, they, of course, they look at the other side as well. Mm -hmm. But is is journalism is not about two sides official side and another side you know you are uh, reporting about a dictatorship system so you cannot really rely on that you know and that happened in uh, this context about refugees in australia as well of course australia is a free country but the problem is that uh, the system that designed for refugees to, I mean, this in the in detention industry uh, is a kind of dictatorship. So I'm not talking about Australia, whole Australia. I'm talking about that side of Australia yep. because no one really cares about refugees, you know, and. Uh, uh, the media always rely on uh, uh, official sources instead of relying on uh, sources inside the prison camp, you know. And uh, for example, I remember that Peter Dutton always used that. He said something that uh, was uh, not uh, true, you know, and he was lying, you know. Scott Morrison was lying for many years about us when something happened inside the camp, when someone killed, always they lied and we had to fight a lot to say that they are lying, but the media, they mostly rely on what the government said, you know? Yeah. They highlight them or the, what the government said, what the official sources say was in the headline. And we had to, uh, fight to tell truth, tell people that what's really happening. There are many examples about it. For example, Peter Scott Morrison, when Reza Bharati was killed, uh, he said how oh, he jumped the fences and he went out. And he was lying, you know. Uh, for example, Peter Dutton, he said that, oh, the, when during the Good Friday shooting on 2017 or 16, I exactly I don't remember. Yeah, he said something that uh, refugees brought a, a small kid, a boy, into the prison camp, and they wanted to rape him. You know, it's, it's, he said something like this, and that was completely. You know, he, he wasn't lying. 
you know, and why the media should uh, follow that or rely on that, uh, you know, official sources, you know, or what officials say. So, I mean, that that is a kind of dictatorship system towards refugees. One of the fascinating things in your book, I think, is what you describe as Manus prison theory. Could you talk about that? Can you describe what Manus prison theory is and how, how you understand that? Like yeah, Manus prison theory, I had a long conversation with Omi Tofikian, who uh, translated No Front But The Mountain, and he translated alongside Munis Mansubi, they translated uh, this book and edited it. Mm -hmm. So that comes from our conversation because we had a, a kind of intellectual conversation about the system or different side of the system. So that, uh, and then we expand that uh, conversation uh, and Finally, I wrote an article, uh, the title is Manus Prison Theory. And in Manus Prison Theory, I used uh, the movie I, Daniel Blake, so I compared it uh, with that movie. Uh, so generally about Manus Prison Theory, I can say that Manus Prison Theory let us to see Manus system beyond that island, beyond that system, and see, see it in the, here as well, in Australia as well, because Manus uh, has roots in the Australia colonialism mentality. Mm -hmm. So, and which is a bureaucratic system, and uh, we can, expand it to, you know, other marginalized people in the society. So, but generally, uh, I can't say about Manus Prison Theory, I can't say that Manus Prison Theory is about a knowledge which, or a resistance knowledge which uh, created by refugees and people who are working with refugees. That knowledge which exists in Manus, you know, and what we can learn from that knowledge, what can we learn from that resistance in that island, you know. So that is the, but we, of course, we can expand it, uh, but I think uh, Manus prison theory, uh, you know, is that knowledge, you know, and the reason I am here in Australia, one of the main reasons is to introduce that as well, to remind people uh, that uh, look at Manus again and see our works and our resistance and the, you know, a body of works which people, refugees and people who work with refugees created over the past decade. Mm. And that is a, that perspective from uh, refugees, refugees' perspective is important because we have been fighting against the, the you know, dark side of liberal democracy, you know. So 
our understanding of liberal democracy is very different. Our perspective is very different. You know, so for example, people in the federal election, people were saying, "Up, oh, Scott Morrison is lying," and you know, and but we say that for many years. We knew that because they first they lied to us. First they, we were. Uh, victim under what they say, you know, and people in Australia believe in that, you know, or most of people believe in that. So, I mean, that is important, that perspective, you know, because we experience that violence. Hmm. I think, to me, it's a bit related. In the book, you talked about um, hope being dangerous for the authorities, but hope was your secret weapon. Do you have any comments about that? Yeah, of course, you know, if we, uh, if, you, if you lose your hope, of course, you cannot continue or you accept the situation. You cannot really work or fight against it. But for many years, always, we we were hopeful that one day we uh, get freedom, one day we challenge that system, one day we... Uh, so that's what we believed in that. Um, of course, sometimes during the election, uh, people really would lose their hope. But generally, I think we were hopeful. That's why we, we were fighting. We have seen some progress in refugee policy in Australia, but the Labor government is still very limited. Uh, do you have any comments about the current Labor policy? Uh, we didn't see uh, any progress yet. You know, what we've seen so far is just uh, show up. How they... So I know that many people in Australia voted for Labor because they were not happy of the policy uh, towards refugees. Uh, but so far we haven't seen uh, any change. What we've seen was just uh, playing with some refugees, some cases in the media, and uh, to pretend that something changed. And I think a big part of society want to believe in that and pretend that something changed but really nothing changed yet mm. the policy is there people are in detention that industry is there and also there are thousands of people who have been in australia for more than a decade and still they don't have future uh, but hopefully, what they said, that they do something in future. But uh, still, if even they process like 19,000 people who they didn't process them, if they do that, again, those people who came here under Medivac, they don't have a future in this country. So still they are suffering. But uh, generally, I don't see that 
something change in this country about refugees. Totally. For example, I, I am here now. You know, I got visa to come and visit Australia. That is a part of that, like, uh, show off. That, that is a part of that uh, propaganda to send a message to people that are oh, something changed because Beirut is here, yeah. Mm. But I'm not important, you know. Mm. What is important, those people who are suffering, you should process them, you should mm. uh, give them visa, you should let them stay, let them, you know, establish their lives. I just came here, that's not a big issue. I guess from my point of view as a refugee activist on the outside, I feel like it's a long struggle for us as well, but we need to, we need to get, you know, never give up as well. And there's still a long way to go. Yeah, but I hear that they are going to announce a new policy soon. I don't know, I haven't read the news over the past two days. Did something happen? I'm not, not aware of anything in the last couple of days. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they probably they will do it soon. Yeah, but again, well, announcing a policy is one issue. Uh, the time is now for refugees. Time is very important. You know, for example, the agreement with Australia and New Zealand, or the deal with America. Still, people are waiting to go to America after five years. Yeah. So time, time is important. So even if they say it. If they don't give a, like a, a time, a frame time, I, I don't think that is a, again, people suffer. Yeah, indeed. While we're here, one thing I wanted to ask you about was um, the, the democratic uprising in Iran, if you have any comments about yeah, yeah. that. And, and also, I guess related, but more broadly on the Kurdish liberation movement, Roger Revolution, what's happening in Iran, I mean, the Kurdish liberation movement. Yeah, so my understanding of this uh, uh, uprising in Iran, that most of people in Iran, you know, they want to regime change. So absolutely people uh, want to regime change, so they reject this system and they don't want it. And there is no way that we go back, you know, or people withdraw. So that will happen, but we don't know how, when. So that's without doubt, people are fighting to regime change. But I think this uprising is against two structure. Uh, Persian supremacy, which I call it nationalism, and also is against patriarchism. So among the opposition, we have two sides. One side is left and one side is right. So the left is uh, ethnic minorities like Kurdish people, because this, uh, you know, this uh, revolution has started from Kurdistan and has been leading by Kurdish people and also Baluchi people and other ethnic minorities. Mm -hmm. uh, and feminism movement against patriarchism and has been leading by women. So women have a big role in this. So I think it is a in the same time that they are challenging the government, 
I think there is a, a lot of fighting among opposition as well. We say that we are united, but the fight is there. So I think it's very important that people in the West or in the around the world who follow this understand that uh, this revolution is against two structures, nationalism and uh, patriarchism. So feminist movement is allied with ethnic minorities and other minorities in the society. Nilofakoc said, regime change is one thing, what we need is system change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they want to, a big part of opposition just want to change the regime without changing the values. But we want to change the value, you know. We want to bring down this patriarchism system. Mm. We want to bring down this, uh, you know, Persian supremacy. Mm. That is important. I think people who follow mm. just I uh, try to <laughs> say in some very short um, sentence, but that is the heart of this um, revolution. Are there any other comments that you want to make while we're here? Is there anything else that you want to say? I think it's very important that I mention that uh, what uh, Omi Tofikan and Munus Mansubi have done, I think it's very important that we recognize their work. I really couldn't uh, do this work without them. And I think it's very important that people see uh, and recognize what they have done. It's really important. They have done a great job on this. And in the first book, No Front But The Mountain. So, uh, you know, that is a part of the, that resistance knowledge that I'm talking about, you yeah. know, that we refugees, we really couldn't, I couldn't be here if Munes and Omid were not exist or they wouldn't approach me to work with me. So I think it's very important what they have done and um, yeah, we should. And many people in Australia mm. who have been fighting. Thanks everyone for joining us on The Green Left Show. Uh, that's all we've got time for today, uh, but I would like to pay a especially big thanks to Beruz Buchani for spending the time with us today. Uh, as I said, get a copy of his book if you are able to, to do so or join one of his um, the events on his book tour. Uh, if also, if you like the work that we do here at GreenEft, please become a GreenEft supporter. It makes a huge difference to our work. Plans start from just $5 a month, and uh, it's the best way to get the content that we produce and also to, uh, to support the work that we do. You can also support us on Patreon, um, and there are lots of ways that, lots of other things you can do to, to help out the cause. Until next time, keep on struggling. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. To continue producing shows like this, we need your support. Consider becoming a supporter for $5 a month, sharing this show on social media, and submitting your own stories. You can do all this at our website, greenleft.org.au.